Good evening, fellow citizens of the kinship. Ah, we are here. And guess what? What a difference a week makes. We are talking about Plan B tonight on Reaction Cast here on Under the Dome Radio. Thanks again for tuning in to Under the Dome Radio at underthedomeradio.com. Coming to you live from your favorite local mortuary, John DeYoko. John DeYoko. Yoko here. I'm at Wayne Anderson. <laughs> I'm at Wayne Anderson, your voice acting podcasting Green Bay Packers fan. Back for more Under the Dome. There were more cliches and fun little tidbits thrown out than I could possibly write down. Yeah, I thought this week was a great episode. Troy Heinrichs with you here on this side of the mill. And I have to say, big difference. I called it last week. When you get Tim Schlattman uh, writing and you get Eric LaSalle directing, you get one heck of a different dome than you did last week. I thought what a difference a week makes. Um, hashtag Team Wayne was actually right for once with the fact that Barbie was not faking it. He really was part of the kinship. Until the magical, magical, passionate kiss at the end, and now it's all better. Hey, I have to say, that kiss was more believable than the one that was in the rain just three weeks ago. Or, it's been in your case, three years ago. <laughs> three whole weeks ago when uh, Joe was about a foot and a half shorter. That's right. That's right. So, plan B. I love that they actually use the episode's title name. Uh, in the actual dialogue of the course of the evening. That's always fun to find out when that happens. And I, I want to know what his plan B was. Was his plan B just to kill Ava outright? I'm assuming that was the plan B to get Barbie so pissed off that he killed Ava that that would actually turn him back. We may never know, but I like the sound of that plan B. And the interesting thing would have been is would that have actually worked? You know, would that have been enough to switch Barbie back over or did it really have to be Julia in the end? I don't know. I just know that Barbie was going around singing. She's having my baby. And I, and it's one of those star child babies that's going to grow super fast. So we got to get in touch with Hank Davis from the falling skies fan podcast before the full discussion episode, because if anybody knows about fast growing star child babies, Hank's the guy. Well, there's one thing <laughs> One thing I have to point out, because if you think about it, trailers, and we did watch the trailer this evening just because at this point, spoiler schmoiler, Nina Tassler right. already told everybody how the Dome's going to end at the end of the season. We'll talk more about that in the full episode later this weekend. But <laughs> the funny thing about that was was that Ava definitely looked preggers in, that epi- in the trailer compared to what she looked like tonight. And what we know is that trailers always lie. So maybe she's not really pregnant. It's just a cocoon image again or something. It, the, the, this whole show could just be a projection on our television screens. That's not really there. Anybody find out if uh, Newhart was sleeping or something? Did it all the dream? That was one of the best series uh, endings ever. Oh, sorry. Spoiler alert. <laughs> no, <just kidding. laughs> I, spoiler spoiler. It's been decades. <laughs> Okay, so let's just run through real quick. So we have uh, the the army is uh, tricking us out. They're not actually on Bird Island. They are somewhere off in the mortuary back closer to town, actually. And did you actually expect Barbie and all them to torch the house? I mean, what about all those stuffed birds? (laughs) 
I just know that they love to have a lot of flaming visual effects. And so you just put a match anywhere near a building and then it's fully engulfed in four seconds. That was my only quite quip, quipe, quip. What? It was my right? only thing I did not like this evening was the fact that again, this is the second time we've burnt burnt. Uh, I can't even talk tonight. The second time we've burnt a house down in this season and let, let's just forget three weeks ago, we were all worried that, oh my gosh, if this house burns down, we're all going to suffocate. But here we just burn stuff for the heck of it. Crop fields, Big Jim's house, the Birdman's house. Weird. I don't know. Just because. Especially when the dome is calcifying now. Oh my gosh, we're all going to suffocate. Oh, just pull some more amethysts out of your stomach and you'll be just fine. So when you saw the animals there, dead on the side of the road as junior and Christine walked up to check on the dome itself. Did you think immediately back to the book? Like I did. No, I immediately thought, uh Oh, PETA is going to be upset. And then Barbie kicks the dog in the head. That's uh, PETA is not going to be. Happy. That's when I thought PETA was going to be upset. I was like, dude, they kicked the dog. Hopefully it was, <laughs> hopefully it was choreographed well because that punch looked much more like it made contact than the one that, uh, Big Jim hit Junior with a couple weeks ago. Um, I'll have to do some research at the library to be able to comment on that. <laughs> ah, nice, I like that. It's kind of one thing that I did like this this evening too is that we're actually getting some different scenery. Right, we're getting the the mortuary. We're uh, we're kind of I guess we're going back to the church. I'm assuming that was the church that the uh, the women dressed in white were at, and then uh, we're um. Also checking out the library, like you said. I, I I like seeing different locales because I was getting a little bit tired of the motel and tired of the town hall. I like the magical library doors with the glass window panes that when you stick a broom through the handles, none of the red shirts think to break the glass so that they can easily get through and uh, come get Joe and the gang. Yeah, just you know, reach over and just knock that out. And, and yeah, pretty, pretty simple. Oh, we had to whistle in order for them to figure it out. That's what it was. Oh, again with the whistling. I think we've moved past the whistling and we're pretending it never happened. I, I'm pretty sure. So talk about the writing and the acting this evening. How did you feel looking at the entire body of work of season three so far, the whole thing? Is this your best episode so far this season? <sighs> you know, I'm trying to find that fine line where... You know, there's a fine line between if you can't say anything nice, don't say anything at all. And the other side of the line is if I don't say anything at all, it's going to be a very one-sided and brief podcast episode. That's true. So make a stance. Is this one of the best episodes of the season for you? Or did you have a different one that you liked better? Just, just season three so far. There is no best episode of this season. Oh. I, I did... The only thing that was an improvement, I thought, and uh, it was the fact that Big Jim is totally going crazy. He's throwing out the liners like, hey, John DeYoko, John DeYoko, and and he's killing off more of the red shirts that are hogging up the oxygen that the fire's not going to take away. And just Big Jim is going crazy. He's got his his jug of uh, was a bourbon whiskey, I don't know, and he's just going to town being Big Jim. And yet again, we came so close to finally killing off that annoying character known as Barbie. But yet again, he escapes. 
And now, even though I was right, and he was really part of the kinship, and I don't know how come everybody in town on both sides of the issue magically knows how to use the term the kinship to describe everything, but that doesn't matter. But Barbie lives, and Computer Geek Boy seems to have a thing for Lily, which is, I can't imagine any... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't think we're going to see Lily again. One thing that I was really happy about this evening is that as they finally did break through all the files and the things that they were able to find on the, on the recorder, that we did get to uh, Eric LaSalle's character, which we were told was going to be a prominent role here in season three. So I'm wondering if we're going to see more of Eric LaSalle's character come to play as these final whatever four episodes take us to the finale here in the, in the coming weeks. Yeah, four more episodes, and then we've got the big series finale. I think you're probably right. Um, one of the highlights for the episode for me, in addition to Big Jim, was there was two or three scenes in this episode tonight where people walked into the room and saw some perfectly knocked over wooden furniture. I mean, the wooden furniture, props department, you know, Barbie's chair knocked over and broken. Uh, the cabinet near where sam took joe knocked over and the placement of the wood furniture in disarray was two thumbs up from this guy okay so i'm going to talk about junior now so junior is talking to christine like hey i thought you were my mate wink wink. oh boy and then she's like no i pictured you with many mates and i was like yes more junior like the book i like it were you assuming that all those women at the end that were there for protecting the new queen were also potentially Junior's new lovers? What does that have to do with the book? Well, remember, Junior kind of like slept around a little bit with his uh, oh. with his friends in the closet. But now we're talking about cosmic buns in the oven. And all this other stuff. I assumed that these people with all of these almost matching white nightgowns that I don't think have been anywhere near Chester's mill until tonight's magical episode with the candles. I think that's what we're supposed to believe. I think they're going way off the deep end with all of the sexuality and the, the nonsense that doesn't have to be there. And junior just looks like he's been in a coma for three weeks now. So I have to say uh, one point of continuity, right? We did actually have continuity this week. Were you shocked and surprised to see one Harriet return from season one after having baby Alice three weeks ago. She looks great. Right. <laughs> just having yes. a baby three weeks ago. And that three week old baby is growing like a weed. It could be another star child baby it, under the dome. It could be, it could be, but I, I thought it was great that they okay. brought her. Cause she was the only one with, uh, that had a child under the dome since the dome came down. So to have her be kind of the midwife, I thought that was a nice write in to tie things together back with season one. And yet still very creepy. Little she yeah, she seemed like she was in a trance or something, wasn't she? She she didn't quite look normal to me. She was like, Hi, I'm your midwife. I think she's drank the Kool-Aid, Troy. I am pretty sure the Kool-Aid has been ingested. Um That's because all the alcohol talking about that's because all the alcohol's gone in town because Big Jim was drinking it all. Kool-Aid's all that's left. Man, this guy, what a fish. What oh. a fish, Big Jim. Um Okay, I did find uh, something else uh, kind of positive to bring up. You use the word continuity. And I like that because continuity. That's like five syllables. That's good stuff. Um, 
when Julia, you know, after Big Jim was torturing Barbie and cold cocked him with the butt of the rifle, which I thought was the best scene of the entire episode. That was good. Um, then Julia's not doing such an effective job of torturing, but she actually brings up continuity issues about the fact that Barbie just killed her husband and, you know, bringing out the stuff we've been yelling about on the podcast for three years. She finally brings it up now that we're near the end. Did you just kill my husband to get to sleep with me so that you could rob me? Is that what you were going to do when you left the dome? I thought I thought the two of them tonight actually working off of each other was really well done. I have to say um, I actually was like I was feeling it tonight. I was I was I was nervous when uh, Julia picked up the chargers and it was kind of like that moment of Julia, you're better than this. Don't become big Jim. And bam, she did. And you were like, yes, I'm so glad your character went there. And I was actually really excited about it this week. And then, of course, the the uh, the scene at the end of the episode guns to their faces and it's like, just come back, come back from the cosmic ways and kiss me now. Still way better than the kiss in the rain from episode six of season if one. If that's going to be one of the deciding factors on how good an episode of Under the Dome is, then okay. <laughs> well, I'll say this, you know, in, in episode six, you're like, dude, you know, you just killed her husband. You're sleeping with her t- two to three days in because of whatever Stockholm syndrome or whatever it was that we talked about back in, you know, certain situations under intense pressure caused feelings to come out kind of thing. And you were like, yeah, the kiss in the rain. It was just kind of like, yeah, it fell a little flat. It wasn't really quite there. This actually felt like they did love each other. Like they've been through a lot in these last three weeks. So this kiss actually seemed like it fit at this point. And if this was their first kiss, I think it would have been really powerful at this point in the show. But at the same time, I was still, and I'm probably not alone, I was still very disturbed and creeped out by Junior's kiss with Christine. Oh, yeah. Earlier in the episode. That, that's for sure. <laughs> Every single scene that involved Christine was, was oh, boy. So uh, we're going to talk about this more tomorrow, and we want to hear from you guys about this at plus yes. one nine zero four four six nine. Seven four six nine. So we had the, the the quick shot last week of Sam walking by the mirror, but never actually seeing what was in the mirror. Right. I, I keep this one here, right above me, right there, just in case the alien comes into the room while we're recording, and or to just validate that I'm still here. So that there you go, <laughs> I, I, I'm not an alien. Um, but yeah, the fact that he walked in front of the mirror in this episode before he cold cocked Joe, and he was fully alien. My question to the audience and that we want to hear from you is, is are all these aliens the same? Is it one entity? Is it multiple entities? You know, how does that work? Because technically, Sam has her blood, right? Christine's blood in his body. So is it really a version of Christine or is it a separate entity all onto its own? Those are great questions, Sir Troy, and I'm glad my co-host is not an alien and that you haven't ingested any of Christine's blood. (laughs) (laughs) The Whoppers, they disappeared rather quickly tonight. Um, You know, we do want to hear listener thoughts and theories. Have you heard that you can now go to underthedomeradio.com slash feedback and leave your thoughts directly there? 
Yeah, you can record them right onto the computer or via your smartphone. So as you're driving to work, maybe even listening to this podcast on your way in on Friday morning, you can go ahead and just pause, head on over to underthedomeradio.com slash feedback, hit the red record button, and boom, you get your voicemail in right away. That way we can play you on the show later this weekend because we definitely want to hear from all of you and see what you guys thought of Plan B because I say thumbs up. This one was good. We want to hear what you thought. Underthedomeradio.com slash feedback. Let your voice be heard. Wayne is reserving his ratings for tomorrow night. <laughs> well, I think that'll wrap it up for here for tonight. Again, plus one, nine zero four four six nine seven four six nine. We want to hear from all of you out there in the mill, whether you're part of the kinship or just part of the uh, G.I. Joe's stomping squad with Big Jim. Just go ahead and give us a call. Again, 8 p.m. Eastern is the cutoff on Friday to be part of the show. Make sure you get that in as quickly as you can. And until then, I'm at Wayne Henderson, and I want to hear you somehow include Julia's great line from tonight's episode in your feedback. Absolutely. And I'm at Troy Heinrichs. Again, you can follow us on Twitter at UTD Radio Podcast. And we will see you later this weekend for the full discussion of Plan B as we stay trapped under the dome. Under the Dome Radio is a proud member of Noodle Mix Network. Get more of our award-winning and award-nominated podcasts to make you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx. Get organized in your personal and professional life, laugh with our clean comedy, theorize over great television shows, and so much more, all waiting for you at noodle.mx.